0: This is a friend of mine.
1: You got a game going somewhere, pal? And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Welcome to the party, pal! Did we just become best friends? Yup! Oh Steve understands the meaning of the word pals, don't you, Steve? So you got three, four good pals. Why well, then you got yourself
0: a tribe? you for something, Jay, I can feel you rally
1: Welcome to the Palazzo Podcast. It's me. It's two Mikes, actually. Mike versus Mike going head-to-head on a Palazzo Pals edition of the show, where we talk for 45 minutes or so about stuff and fantasy baseball. But this will be a unique episode, I think. I would like to take this opportunity to welcome in SB Streamer, who is a veteran of many fantasy wars. He's seen it all. He's done it all. We met in real life once. That was last fall at First Pitch Arizona, which was... great experience i really had a good time there and you guys were staying across the street at an airbnb from the hotel and i went over there once and uh, curlin talked a lot and oh yes he did (laughs) a lot's an (laughs) understatement yeah i mean curlin never spent time with curlin in real life he will talk your ear off what you hear on podcasts and see on video that's who he is he just
2: he's got a lot to say yes he does He's very, very entertaining. I'll say that. Damn right he is. Yeah. He's got this a lot of good opinions. quality. Talk to oh, it's a great quality. Yeah. I wish I could be like that, but I can't.
1: Well, I mean, we've all got our traits and we know what we do best. And some of us are loud like me and others of us are very <laughs> thoughtful and analytical like yourself. And I mean, you've turned SP Streamer into a really, really legitimate brand, basically all by yourself. I mean, I mean, yeah. not you've had help, you say, but like not with the help of a big time entity like a CBS or an ESPN or something. And it's all been built by the blood, sweat and tears of you and everybody who worked there. And uh, you gotta be pretty proud of that.
2: Yeah, I am. It took, it was four years worth of, uh, of work. So it definitely was a long road. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm proud of it.
1: (laughs) So I asked Mike to come on. He had posted his, Big manifesto this week, and I thought it was very thoughtful and insightful, and if you have not read it or you're curious about what we're talking about, you can go to his Twitter handle, at SPStreamer, and you can read that because when someone takes their time, you know, you hear it or you see it on Twitter, some personal news, that's a pretty common thread that you see on here, and -hmm. you never know where exactly it's going to go, and Michael's didn't surprise me because i I felt like I hadn't, I hadn't seen a lot of you or felt your presence as much this year. I've, it seemed like I hadn't read many of your tweets or something like that. I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it felt like, oh, where's Simeon? Uh, I don't really seem like I'm getting enough of him on a day-to-day basis.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, there's a few things that are put into that, but um, yeah, I mean, I basically just put out that you know I'm ending SP Streamer. Uh, which is a hard decision. But basically, um, so, I mean, I've talked about it before in past posts and stuff, but I have Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune deficiency type of thing. And um, so when I was younger, so I got it when I was like 16. And uh, when I first got it, I was hospitalized for two weeks and then got out. And then I was fine until I want to say like maybe eight eight years ago so like wow when i was so i was i was fine for like i want to say i was fine for like about almost another eight years and then i got hospitalized again and then i've been fine ever since um without any like flare-ups they call them so like i would i basically didn't see any any kinds of signs of me getting sick or anything and then i had a, a um about a week uh the seat, so I want to say a month or two ago, where there was a week where I got sick and I thought it was, um, it seemed like it was my Crohn's acting up, which, um, which obviously worried me because then now I may have to be hospitalized again if like things didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but luckily it was kind of they, I don't know, we don't really know if it was it or not. Basically, I just like upped one of my medications, I was fine, but, um, It was a scare. So I will say, so after that happened, I was like sitting at this desk that I'm at right now and I was doing my baseball stuff on like a Saturday morning and it kind of like just hit me. And I was like, I was like, I love doing this, but I am doing way too much. And like, if my health went down the tubes again, like I would regret not spending this time with like the people in my life, like my wife and my family. Um, You know, if I wasn't spending more time with them, So I was kind of just had like that moment where I was sitting here and I was like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, why am I like, you know, I can totally still just write and that's it. And that's what I really like anyway. Um, instead of doing all this other back end stuff and running writers and editing and like just never ending. Um, so, so yeah, so I came to the decision to, uh, to basically end it and, um, I'm going to still do content, but it's just going to be like daily articles. Um, but just like simple, like that's it. I'm not going to have to worry about anything else. And, uh, yeah, so, so I came to that decision because of that. Plus, um, Sorry, I'm rambling here, but plus my wife No, you're
1: the guest on the show. You're supposed to talk. Okay. It's fine. It's fine.
2: <laughs> my wife is uh, finally starting a new job and uh, working at a hospital. So like her hours are going to be like all random. So there'll yeah. be nights where she's not home and blah blah blah. So like anytime I can have time with her because of her crazy schedule is going to be like time that I need to be with her. So um, that will also limit me from, you know, doing what I've done previously. So uh so yeah, so you know, it was a mixture of that and uh the health little health scare I had that made me really come to this decision.
1: Did you uh consider or were you approached with offers to buy like the SB streamer name? Uh one person
2: did, but I told them I yeah, it's not. I'm not selling it. So,
1: ah, it so yeah. you're gonna hang on to it, like like it's well, no, I mean um
2: Anyone can make it. I mean, the domain's gonna expire eventually. But ah, um, okay. Yeah, no. Someone was wanted to like kind of buy the brand and just kind of have me there. But I'm not willing
1: to do that. Unless you, you want to offer be... me
2: like a hundred thousand dollars, then sure. <laughs>
1: hey, but, uh, you listening? Yeah. ESPN, CBS, anybody? <laughs> RotoWire, what are you guys doing? Come on now.
2: But but no, um, no. I, I won't do that. I you know lives and dies with me.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. You're taking control of your own story, and that's what I dig, man. I dig people like Michael Simeone who tells it like it is, and you can still follow him on SP Stream or on Twitter. That won't go away, right? You'll still be around once in a while. My handle will still stay. That's yeah, true. you'll be. You'll yeah. always be here, even when you're not there. You'll be here in spirit. Yeah, Anthony. Yeah, you're late. Well, you are late. He says Anthony's always late. It's a running gag yeah. on the show, but I'm glad he's here. My uh, girlfriend's sister has Crohn's, and we she's done a ton of work with Crohn's. And gratefully, she appears to be healed. It looks, the doctors gave her a clean bill of health about a year and a half ago. So nice. it's amazing. And we did a fundraiser in 2019. It was called the Gutsy Dinner, and everybody shows <laughs> up who can eat a bunch of crap, who doesn't have Crohn's, to support people with Crohn's. You know, so that was oh, fun. Cool. And Leanne, yeah. yeah, Leanne did a ton of work with that. She was the MC and she wore oh, her nice. yellow professional blazer and she looked all very, very professional. And she really put a lot of time and energy into Crohn's to help her sister for years and years. So I commend I say, uh, anybody. That
2: was, the, that, that was the best thing that happened for my message was I had a lot of people reach out to me who also has the disease that and you see ulcerative colitis. And uh, I did not know, <laughs> like, you know, you never know. Not everyone's open about their things. And sure. A lot of people were uh, in my DMs, you know, messaging me, telling me about what they've been through and offering advice and vice versa. Um, So that, w- that was really cool to see.
1: Hell yeah. I may hey, you know, I can relate to that. Would You share things that you're going through. You know, we're not all we're unique, but we're not unique. We're all similar. There's tons of people just like us going through the things we've gone through and you connect with those people. And sometimes it means a lot when you open up the doors. And there's a lot of people who are talking about Crohn's raising money for Crohn's. That's a good Mm -hmm. thing. But there's still more people who feel like maybe maybe they don't even know they have it, too. Maybe some people reach out like, hey, how do I know if I have Crohn's or something like that? That could be the case as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's some baseball players. Like Jake, Jake Diekman. he uh, he oh. has it, and he has a um, what's it called? He has a uh, what do I call it? A uh, he has like a company. What am I trying, I'm trying oh, to say? The word here, like a nonprofit, a, a charity. Uh, yeah, uh, a charity. Thank you. He has a charity yes. called <laughs> Gut It Out, um, oh. which he also has. He has the tattoo. He has that tattooed on him. And uh, so yeah, so he has that charity. And someone else came out saying they were sick last season with it, and everyone was surprised. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I'll have to try and find it because he had a really good season. People were like, "Oh, Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins has it."
0: No oh, shit. Oh,
1: okay, Cedric yeah. Mullins. All right. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I'm talking about. I de- oh, there it is. Yep. Gut it out. Our mission. Is to connect patients and caregivers through education and inspiration in order to strengthen relationships and resources within the IBD community. Way to go, Jake Diekman. I'm proud of you. I'm glad to know that about you. Uh, <laughs> he's not a great closer, but he's an incredible human no. being, so. and that's okay. You know, I'm not Much a very good closer. Yeah, I mean, if someone said I was a great human being and I sucked as a baseball player, I'll take it. I would. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely, definitely would. So, the other part of this too is. Having that revelation, you know, I I know a lot of people get burned out in the business. And, you know, some people have told me, like, it's going to come, dude. You're going to get burned out. I no, I don't have kids. I don't really I don't have a family. It's just me and Leanne. So there is always going to be a certain amount of time and day that's never going to change. And the more responsibilities you have, the less time you'll be able to have for certain things. And the priority levels will change. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's inevitable for everybody. You're going to have a priority decision to make at some point. And if people who grind and grind, which everybody knows, if you don't know, if you just watch and play, and you're someone who is an observer of this business, a lot of people, they don't get paid much. And uh, it can take its toll eventually. And you make a decision to say, hey, you know what? This is fun, but I got more important things to do, like spend time with my kids and my family and go to roller coaster theme parks and have a good time and stuff like that. So I... I respect you talking openly and honestly about that. And I guess you just never know when that moment's going to come and it came for you and that's it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it would have came eventually too, like when I started having kids, uh, which, you know, I'm hoping to do with you know, next, next year, later next year or something. And, um, I feel like, especially when that was coming to like, if I had a kid, I'd want, I would want to be with my child, you know? I would think as much as p- possible, you know? Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I think, I think like you said, everyone comes, kind of comes to the that crossroads and I think it really just comes down to, are you trying to do this for a living or are you not? Because if you are, then okay, I could see you being all in 24 seven all the time. If you're not, then, you know, things are gonna, you gotta, you know, kind of realize your priorities and Um, decide what, you know, what you want to do there. But um, yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think everyone kind of, you know, has to make that decision eventually, depending on how involved you are. Some people always just stay casual from the start, which is more than fine as well. Um, Yeah. yeah, For those people who
1: like really get into it for a while. Yeah. It's like too short said, get in where you fit in, you know, it's real simple. And I know, I know that everybody will make this decision it's very common because i've been here for three years now and i notice it all the time people will tell me yeah people will come and go and you'll never know what happened to them they'll just kind of disappear i'm mm. like oh really I, I make so many friends here and then they're just going to disappear you know, I, hope that, <laughs> I hope that uh that doesn't happen with you which i'm sure it won't i know you'll always be around once in a while and do you think you'll ever go to a like a live event like FPA's anymore or anything like that or is that going to be a thing of the past
2: Oh, 100%. I won't be there this year because yeah. um, another part of all this too is I'm actually uh, starting a business and, ah. yeah, with a partner. So a lot of my time is going to be put into that. And like recently I felt bad. I was supposed to be on uh, Justin's Potapalooza, but something popped up with that. So I had to cancel on him. I had to cancel on a Nick Pollock thing a couple of weeks ago, which I felt bad for. Um, so yeah, so... <laughs> it's already getting in the way too as well. Um but no, so i i can't be there this year but i'm hoping next year i'll be there. I 100% will go. Again, you're going to you'll see me on Twitter every day. Um yeah. i'll be still tweeting every day or whatever and because i'm still going to be doing prep for fantasy baseball, you know, and i do still enjoy um doing the whole streamer thing which i the reason why i made the account, so that will always happen too. Uh, again, it's just I needed to take away all of the back-end crap because it just takes way too much time. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. Uh, I, try to, I tried that once. I get it. Uh, Reading Challenge says, one of the great guys in the industry. Love the content you have put out and the knowledge you've shared, Michael. So that's all for you, Thank. I baby. appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Reading you Challenge. <laughs> I know you try. Uh, was anybody sad? Like, oh, man like uh yeah
2: so
0: like
2: that. so the my biggest fear was telling my discord chat and my writers because i didn't know if anyone would be angry or if anyone would be mm-hmm. you know so upset uh more so for the the discord i mean my you know sp streamer members i was afraid some people would be angry but i told all of them like everyone basically paid for the year to end at the season anyway so like I was like, I'm still going to do everything till the end of the year. And then that's when it's going to stop. So like, you're still going to get your money's worth. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, a lot of people were sad in terms of members because they, I, I was, you know, you, you don't realize what you have or what you're doing and how much impacts people until something like this happens. Um, because as much as we try to, and I think it's a big lesson, uh, I've, I, I actually learned this in the past and I've tried, I've kind of talked about it too, is, um, you know, when you read someone's article or you listen to their podcast, I know like even as big as they are, it's really good to let people know that, that you read their article or that you're listening to them because you don't realize how many people actually do or how many people actually take your advice until like when I posted this, I had no idea. And a million people reached out to me and I was like surprised. Cause like, I mean, I see the article views, but like, you know, I, I tweeted on an article every day and like, doesn't get that much um, you know that many likes or comments or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, all these people are like, yeah, I read your stuff every day. Um, It's kind of surprising. So with the discord chat, everyone was like, this is my favorite community. Like I belong to other ones. Like, you know, it does suck that it's, it's leaving, but um, you know, I'm glad you made this decision. I can't blame you, blah, blah, blah. Um, And uh, yeah, the writers were the same way. Some of them I'm, I'm really close with and they've, you know, said to me, like, you know, they want to continue being friends. One actually wanted to call me and had a phone conversation with me. Um,
1: Someone want to call? Oh my God. God. (laughs) A phone conversation?
2: Yes. So, uh, so yeah, the response has been really good. I didn't get anyone angry. I did get people who were sad, but also understood. So. Um, that was, that was good to, to see. I didn't know if I got any backlash or not. I mean, I guess if there
1: is people, probably just say it behind my back. I'll never know. So, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> right now, people are saying terrible things about you behind your back. <laughs> it's awful. No, I learned yeah. a similar lesson when earlier this month, I posted that video, trying to look for more work to promote yes, myself and that. spread the word. Dude, I know exactly how you felt. It reminded me like, whoa, there is a tremendous amount of connections you make that you don't necessarily realize everything you just said is true and it's not about our egos not about hey look at me it's just simply a reminder if in fact a positive reminder about the outreach and the connection that you've developed if you have put yourself out there consistently and and you, you know you have three times as many followers as me so it probably blew up even more just because the numbers are just bigger and more people know who you are and they're going to tell you that and they should tell you that you just don't tell us that every day. So it is refreshing. And I think you make a good point about that. Tell people you like their work more frequently. Just say, hey, love the article. That's it. You don't have to say anything else.
2: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that will let people know that people are actually, I made it a point. I didn't do it this year, but again, I had a lot of stuff going on. But I remember last season, I made a point to try and at least once a week, uh, one, point out someone's work and two, try and comment on someone's work to just let them know that, um, you know, I read it and, you know, I like, I liked it, whatever, uh, just because you never know, like it's, you know, it's a million people, but everyone can kind of be silent at times. And I think it's just <laughs> really good to, to tell people, you know, what's going on.
1: Yeah. Not everybody has a monster ego in this business, even if it looks like they do on the surface. And oh, when, yeah. when you tell someone else, like, Hey, I like that, it, it it's mean a, a lot. big bump. It means a lot. Mm-hmm. It really does. And And we take that for granted. Like, Oh, I I'll speak from personal. Point of view that, oh man, nobody cares what I think. I mean, not entirely. Like, they appreciate my analysis or my thoughts on certain issues, but, you know, I don't need to go out and tell everybody, hey, this is what I think of you and what you've done, and oh, I'm a big deal. And let me tell you why. But it isn't about that. It's about me just giving a few moments of my time and letting people know that, hey, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed what you wrote. I enjoyed that video. That podcast was great, and here's why. And it, Bumps people up and the amount of people that have talked to me in private about the positivity and the upbeat nature of most of my stuff uh, surprised me because I've had such a cynical viewpoint in my lifetime. And it's really, it's really helped me embrace that side of myself more when I didn't even mean to do that. So I just think there's actually a lot of benefits to Twitter and social media. Sometimes people don't realize that it can happen. It can happen. (laughs) Patrick says uh, he bought your pitching draft kit in 2020 and it was great. Thank you, Michael. Patrick, nice. That was man. a while, yeah. Uh, remember this, Drew says, after hearing you discuss it, I do wish my father, Michael Simeone, would take me to roller coaster theme parks if that's on the table.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, it depends on the roller coasters. I have to say I have a fear of heights, so certain <laughs> ones I'm a little weary of. But sure, so let's do I. it <laughs>
1: Oh, it's, I was just talking about this uh, yesterday because a friend of ours went to Cedar Point. You ever heard of Cedar Point? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a big theme park in ohio it's got monster roller coasters and i'm terrified of heights but i got on those things once you get yeah. off it, you're like that was cool but going up could be intense i will admit that
2: yeah the last one that uh, the last time i went to a roller coaster or a theme park was like when i was 18 so i don't know how oh. I, would rea- I don't know how i would react now like maybe i'd be more willing to just say screw it but
1: we'll see. yeah maybe uh, you'd have heart failure who knows <laughs> I hope not. You're so old. (laughs) I always thought about like, oh, what is the point you're too old to go on roller coasters? I'm not sure if there's a doctor's orders point that comes into Mm -hmm. play, but I still think I could do it. I'd I'd say like 60. Yeah. Okay. 60. Cool. Well, then I got time. John Wilder says Michael is a solid fantasy player. Solid analyst, but an even better person. Oh, that is so sweet. Thank you, John. That is nice. Thank you. People are coming out. The woodwork for you. Jeez. (laughs) uh okay so we've covered this we've talked about it enough i think um i think i asked everything i wanted to ask you've been very forthright and open and uh you know he's not dying he's not going away necessarily (laughs) he's just changing his lifestyle in a way and i wish you all the best and uh i hope hope that your new business venture goes well
0: as well thank you and uh i also
1: I have to ask you about uh, San Diego Comic-Con. It happened last week. Did you enjoy it? Did you stream it? Did you check in on that stuff? Because I know you're into uh, that stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't get to um, like live stream anything. Uh, but they, Ooh. I saw every video there is to see about <laughs> it and all the announcements and all that stuff. My dream is to go to it one day. I'll get there eventually. I In college, me and my friends used to go to the New York City one every year. Um but San Diego is on a different level, so it'd be cool to to get to that eventually.
1: It's the standard. It's the yeah the gold bear, the one that everybody wants to go to, the mecca of comic book nerd dumb at its finest i think but now it's beyond that it's about movies and so much more and it's a huge yep. huge event so i figured anything
2: that's like considered like nerdy is basically there like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah except fantasy baseball i don't think they have that there which that's is very definitely nerdy. not there <laughs> yeah very nerdy though it is i mean let's not fool around i'm a nerd you're a nerd we like talking about numbers which can be pretty boring sometimes for other people uh <laughs> speaking of fantasy baseball the trade deadline's coming up and I'm wondering uh anybody uh, you have your eye on that you think will get traded with almost with a 99% certainty because we can't do 100% but a pretty close to certainty guarantee this person is on the move and it can't be it can't be Wilson Contreras it can't be Wilson Contreras it's got to be somebody else. <laughs>
2: uh i was going to say the Mets 100% are going after him I think. I yep. mean they have to. Um, Someone's getting I up mean- for sure. Yeah. We knew Benintendi was going to get traded, so he goes to the Yankees. Uh, I mean, I think Castillo is going to get moved. He's—I feel like at this point, some contender is going to go after him hard. I don't know who. Um Atlanta. I mean, I've heard I Atlanta. Think, maybe I think the Yankees are linked to him as well. Ooh. Yeah, okay. some Mets fans have said they, but we don't. I think that's stupid. We need to approach the bullpen more, and I think we're going to try and get Robertson plus uh, Contreras and a package, and that'll be that.
1: Do you really think the Mets
2: can win the world series this year? I'm a Mets fan. So that, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no, realistically. I think they do have the team to, to definitely get there. And there is like, there, there have been a lot of moments this season. where I'm like, okay, this team seems a little different than in the previous years where they just collapsed and everything. Um, I think they have good pitching depth, which really helps. Again, they just need they need to do something for the bullpen. If we get good bullpen help, then I think they have a legit shot at it. It's just going to be really hard to get past
1: the Dodgers. Still, I think. Um, uh, Dodgers I, always choke in the playoffs. Don't worry about it. Yes,
2: but this uh, they make it to the World Series though, so
1: <laughs> they do get. Yeah, they, 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 they do fairly often. <laughs> Not every year yeah. though. Uh, Joe says, "Where's your nerds drop from Revenge of the Nerds?" Govier? stop slacking. Yeah, I'm sorry has been a lot of drops this show, Joe. That's my bad. I guess uh, <laughs> I got caught. Uh, what do I got? I got anything here? Uh, uh, nope. I don't think I have anything good. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Oh, let you down. Uh, I got this. You're a sucker, man. You're a sucker. That's all I got. <laughs> sorry. I didn't come prepared for this one. Uh, I got this one. Hey, 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 hey. What is going on here? Mr. Belding. Okay, uh, here we go. I was, so go. So I was <laughs> like, wait, where's that from? And I am not like, oh. <laughs> Mr. Belding. Well, that's the best. <laughs> Oh, I got Oh, this is one more saved by the Bell. This is a classic.
0: I'm so excited. I'm so excited.
1: There it is. Classic. Pretty Those serious ones. pretty serious episode, but it's a very special episode of save by the Veil. A very powerful yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Uh My Tigers are terrible. Um do you think as an outsider that Al Avila, <laughs> the GM. <laughs> do you think he's done a bad job as a GM as an outsider? Al Avila for the Tigers for the last five years or so. Uh,
2: I really liked what he did coming into the season. I think it just hasn't panned out. Um, which you can't fully blame him for. I mean, you know, everyone knew bias is bias, but he, I, I didn't expect him to be that bad. I mean, who knows, watch him catch fire, but I like the Erod signing, you know, they have the good young pitchers. I mean, torque just hasn't panned out, but I feel like that's just all rookies except for Julio Rodriguez. um, I don't. I don't think he's bad necessarily. I. I liked what he did. I thought there were wow. gonna be a sneaky team coming in. Um But uh, yeah, I mean, they they got talent there. I still think that they have a good future. I'll say that.
1: Oh, well, that. See, this is what happens locally. This is how it is. In all I'm sure everyone hates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's been here for a long time too. It's not like he just got here. He's been the GM for a good seven years now, mm. and. The rebuild was promised. Spencer doesn't work out right now, but he's still young. It's his first year yeah. so that, that who cares about that? Baez is Baez, as you said. Eduardo Rodriguez disappearing for a while. that was really bizarre. that was one of the very most, wa-
2: very one weird. of the most
1: underrated <laughs> bizarre stories of the season he He's returned he's made contact, apparently he was in the movie contact and he went through that ball <laughs> that went through that wormhole, and he'd finally back, so that's why we didn't hear from him for a while. but um, <laughs> I'm glad Eduardo will return. <laughs> Uh, A.J. Hinch is a good manager. I still believe that. So I think that's mm-hmm. a refreshing take on your part. I, I like what I'm hearing from you. Uh, the thing is, though, how many leagues do you play in? And how many leagues are you hanging around in right now? I got to know. That's what I want to know about your fantasy profile this year. How's it going? Um, It's
2: actually going good. I think I'm only out of maybe two leagues, and I did. I don't even know. Hold on. I got to look for you. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> gotta be certain. I mean, I have I have three home leagues. One of them I'm out of. The other two, I'm basically like in playoffs right now if the season ended. NFC, oh. I did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I did like 11 NFBC leagues, and I'm in all of them except for, I would say, two.
1: Nice. Okay. I'm right Held there.
2: Yeah, I'm like second and one, third, first, fifth, third, second, second, third. So I'm right there in a lot of them.
1: Uh you're you're in the Palazzo podcast invitational, aren't you? I am not. I was last year.
2: Oh, last year. And I
1: I won my league last year. You did? That's I why think, I remember. Or maybe
2: that. I came in second. No, I think I was winning and I ended up just coming in second at the end, unfortunately. Oh, that's a tragedy. Um, but, that's a DC, yeah, by the way, was, for people that don't know. So yes, you was. like you like DCs? Grafton. Holes? Yeah, my main my main so last year I did all DC fifties except for yours. And then um i did really well in those i i made money and i was like okay let me stick with that but then i wanted to stick with 12s and i tried uh two ocs this year so oh. i did six 50s and then i did um two ocs and oc qualifier the qualifier i'm in third one of the ocs i'm in second the other one i'm in 10th and i'm i'm basically out of that one that was one of the ones that i said i'm out of so,
1: yeah. do you find the challenge of Twelve team versus fifteen team being a difficult one, or is it just about
0: you know no, I remembering think I the just, roster priorities? I think I just
2: am good. I got so good at fifties because that's all I did for a few years, where like I wanted to stick to the format. I didn't want to mix it up really. Yeah. Um, but I am finding that I am. I think I'm. I think I'm decent at Fab, but I'm finding that I don't really like Fab. Like I don't. I I'm not really enjoying it. I'll be honest. Oh. <laughs> the online championship leagues. I'm just, I mean, even if I end up winning this one, I just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, you don't like dealing with it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know why. I don't know why I just, I don't, it's just such a process. You know what I mean? And like,
1: I just Not like consistent enough. Is it too much variables? Like it's, I just
2: like the simplicity, I guess, of TCS where right? I don't have to worry. It's literally just making sure I'm setting the lineups and attacking certain categories. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's that maybe I'm just in, maybe I took on too many at a time because I'm also in turf, which is also fab. Then I have TGFI, yes. which is also fab, so maybe I just yep. did too many at once. But, um, I don't know, I just really like DCs better. So I'm thinking of next year, maybe I'll just do 50s and regular DCs and maybe just tackle on both kinds and see how that works out. We'll see. I don't know.
1: <laughs> final ruling. The final relay from Michael Simeone. Follow him on Twitter, SPStreamer, of course. I'm at MJ Govier and the Plaza Podcast 2Ls2Zs. Utah. You can find a free Discord at the top of that Twitter handle. It's pinned there. And if you want to take it even further, we got the Patreon. I just posted my Andrew Benintendi trade analysis breakdown. Not just about him, but about every player involved in that trade, including three single-A pitchers from the Yankees that we're all just thrilled about. Can't wait for Beck Way. (laughs) When Beck Way makes his debut for the Royals in a couple of years... You know, the funny thing about that trade is that a lot of people say the Royals are bad at developing pitching. And they took on three starters who are young starters who are going to need <sighs> development. So it seems like a bad place to go if you're a pitcher. Uh, do you con- mm-hmm. do you concur with a lot of that? Because I think Brady Singer's a bulldog. I know. I think you. I was you- going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say, I good. think
2: singers, singer's, they're doing okay with him. But, yeah, I mean, Lynch hasn't been good. Pitching hasn't been good. Boar's uh, terrible. Keller's been, you know, Keller. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just. But that. pitching's
1: a crapshoot, anyways. I mean, who knows more about pitching than you? Isn't that true? gonna be true. <laughs> a lot of people know more about pitching than me. <laughs> okay, fine. But well, at least you know a fair amount. And when it comes to pitching, it's just going to be a lot of misses anyways. It's yeah. just more variables in play with injuries and the mechanics of being a pitcher and so forth and going from maybe a reliever to a starter and maybe getting pulled around too much. It can mess up your career. So I just think we're a little too harsh on the Royals just because they've had a lot of big-name guys drafted highly over the last five years. And they're, they're not done yet, though. They're not done.
2: Yeah, they're kind of a mess. I hate the ah! Royals just because of what they did to the Mets
1: in the World Series. But oh, okay, so there's a complete bias here. That's fine.
0: Right. Oh, <laughs> don't forget,
1: Asa Lacy, Asa Lacy says Joe Hook. Yeah, Joe Hook says, or maybe forget Asa Lacy. <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe. I actually drafted him on a one of those DCs this year. I thought maybe he'd come up and be uh, something. Yeah, that he's. I thought he happen. would. I
2: thought he'd make impact this year too, but
1: apparently not. That's the thing about DC. I think it's funny to go through people's DC rosters, these drafted holds, and see the players that they thought might come up and who are not going to come up this year, and they're just going to sit there all season and do nothing. I mean, just nothing.
2: In 50s, I I basically refuse to take prospects.
1: Oh, really? I just don't. I don't want to waste a roster spot. You need depth.
2: That's how I attack my fifties. I make sure I just, well, the way I do it too is um, I hit hitters really heavy early for bench. And then I just go like my last, like 12, 10 to 12 picks is like just pitchers at the end. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, so I go hitter heavy because I want to make sure I have guys who could step in when my hitters go down. And I think that's what has brought me a good amount of success because pitching at the end is pretty much a crapshoot anyway. And I feel like there's more pitchers in the pool and like, you get those boring – you get, like, crappy pitchers that you could just use in good situations and help you out. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I normally attack those headers early, so I don't even have to worry about that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I don't really touch uh, touch prospects, to be honest with you. I think maybe, like, one, if that, I'll put in there, but I
1: usually oh, not okay, see, that's a good tip right there. I don't know if I'm going to play DCs anymore. I, I have the opposite opinion of you. I don't seem to – Oh, okay. Thrive in that format, and maybe I shouldn't play every format. I don't have to be in all the formats. I think it's going for-
2: to start off that way, so you like realize which one you're good at, and you could just focus on it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, learn a lesson, apply it, and then don't waste money. That's an important lesson for every fantasy player out there. Don't waste money. Sounds simple enough, but I think a lot of us still do it because we like. Think we I know the
2: all. I know the main event and stuff like can get you like to become Woo! a name. But honestly, I don't care about that. I just want to make money. So whatever I'm good at, I'll stick with it.
1: I just, I'm a moron. I'm, I just I see that elusive prize, and it seems like, hey, I mean, I can't be that much worse than any of these guys. I could be as good as Phil Dussault, can I?
2: I mean, uh... <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if any of us can be. But,
1: well, yeah, anyway. uh, you know, he can't win it every year either. I don't care how good he is. But it also takes – see, there's something interesting about the main event, Michael. There is – theory i'm working on and i swear it's starting to get a lot of evidence to support it that if you do your draft online as opposed to going to the in-person massive event there you're going to get different competition and you might not get put into a league like like i got put into a league with so many people we know you know jeff zimmerman and tanner bell and (sighs) <sighs> Dustin McComas and Justin Mason <laughs> and Scott Jedstad and Dalton Del Dodd, oh, Paul Spohr. Uh, we got, you know, Emmett Ruland, who was a top five finisher last year. I mean, this thing is loaded. And then there's other online leagues where people are, have no fanfare. They don't know anything about it. It just happens. And I think there's people who are less intense about it. And you can really take advantage of what's going on in your individual league it's really important it is because not every league is created equal and it's not intentional it's just how it ends up being and that will end up being a luck variable i guess that will go your way
2: yeah i mean again like i say who cares i just try and make money <laughs> like i purposely i hit i do most of my dcs towards as right before the season starts the dc 50s and the big yeah. reason why is because literally none of the big guys are doing it at that time like some of them nice. will like hop in or like dc 150 you know 150 uh, the regular dcs like all the big guys will like come in and do that early on you know like Phil the so um but later on like when it's getting closer to the season they're focusing on main events so like you could jump in a league then and there's not going to be as good a competition but gives crap win money
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah maybe I'm living <laughs> in the past here. I got to move on. I got to move forward and start thinking with an open mind to the future. You're living in the past, man. Yeah, maybe I am. So, uh, Okay. A couple more questions. We'll close out the show here. Michael Simeone has been gracious enough to give us his time, which is very minimal. This is a busy dude. So I do appreciate you being here. I you really caught get. me on an
2: off day. So that's why.
1: Yeah. Woo! Well, it all worked day. out. And I'm grateful for that. I really am. Uh <clears throat> If I was to go to New Jersey, what's one fun thing I could really do there that maybe I'm not aware of? I live in New York. Yeah, but what if I went to New Jersey? Yeah, <laughs> Come on. There's got to be one fun thing you could tell me there. You've, You've got to go to a Giants the- game. <laughs> ah! <laughs> New York
2: Giants game. There, there it
1: yeah. is. Yep. Oh, boy. What I don't really this? go to
2: Jersey. I mean, besides yep. when I was younger, where you go to like Atlantic City. But otherwise, i sorry if you're from there. Anyone's from there, but I hate that state.
1: Boy, that division really does exist, doesn't it?
2: Oh, it 100% does. It's just crappier, and, like, I hate that, like, a lot of spots. You can't make left turns. It's like, it's just, (laughs) I hate hate that place.
0: There's nothing good
2: there. Like, what is is there to go to Jersey for?
1: I lived in Philadelphia. Well, yeah. I lived in Philly, and I went over there. I did some Ubering in the middle of the night when I crossed the old, uh, God, was it the Ben Franklin Bridge or George Washington? It's named after some president, I think. Anyways, it just looked like parts of Michigan to me when I went over to New Jersey. It looked, it looked pretty rural. And I think yeah. I know there's some heavy industrial parts like Newark and that, but uh, it was pretty just run-of-the-mill America when I went over on that part of Jersey, which is South Jersey and west of Atlantic City. It just looks like any other place in the country to me. You know, there's an mm. Applebee's. There's a couple of restaurants, a bar. <laughs> You know, there's, there are left turns available, but sometimes you got to go down the street and then turn around. So, yeah, mm. we have Michigan no, yes. lefts, by the way, that's, that's what we call them where ah, okay. you, you can't turn left. You got to turn right, go down the street yeah. and then do a turnaround Probably, to come back yeah. on the road. You're, yeah. That's a uh, that's it what we call a Michigan crazy. left. Yeah. It drives me crazy. It's really annoying, but when you grow up with it, it's kind of standard, I guess, but I can see, yeah. I can see why you'd be pissed about that. I can't. <laughs> Annoying. Life could be challenging. Uh, if if you had your druthers, what's the concert you would love to see? No limitations. You could just make it happen. I want to see this concert. Here it is.
2: Uh, um, I haven't been to many, to be honest with you. Um, I mean. I feel like it's kind of obvious, an obvious choice in my opinion. But when he was alive, obviously, I would love to. I would love to have seen Queen. Freddie oh, Mercury. Um. Yeah. But um. I mean, do they? It, does that count or do they
1: have to be alive? Sure. No. <laughs> okay.
2: There's no
1: limitations. I wanted to see. Yeah, how... no,
2: for some reason, the one of the one, one of the first things popped in my head too is Linkin Park.
1: Ah, Chester Bennington, yeah. Rest in power. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, he was a yeah, you know, Lincoln Park got a strange rap. They were they were kind of lumped into the new metal people of the late 90s, early 2000s Unfairly. And you know, Chester Bennington had one of the most powerful voices I'd ever heard. You can't you can't I do what huh? he does. Few people can do I know there's some hardcore Screamo and post hardcore stuff. People scream their butts off and they still can't quite do what Chester Bennington did to be in such good pitch as well. It was really a unique skill he had. Uh, now, maybe I never saw him live. Maybe it was a lot of studio tricks, I guess. I don't know that for sure, but I don't know. he's pretty authentic. And I think Silicon yeah. Park gets a bad rap from some people because when I grew up, it was like associated with people that we didn't think were cool for some reason. And
0: yeah, I don't think yeah, so. It's just
1: weird how these regions look at things and how bubbles of social circles look at certain Groups and music, and how it all melds together. And uh, well, I think you know, that's stupid. That
2: one song in the end, right? That was like uh, so popular. We were on the radios all the time, too. So I think that probably helped their image as well. Like, in terms of like being, I guess, like you said, more people being okay with liking them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It I did get a little a, mainstream at one point. It's not even mainstream. It was like this, like, I don't even know how to put it without, I don't know. I probably get in trouble for like denigrating uh, uh, people who. Are just wear what they wear what are they called? Tank tops. They wear tank tops and they drink too much. I don't even know who they were, but they were mean people where I grew up. I grew up I grew up in a part rural. I grew up in Detroit on the weekends, and then I lived in the rural part of Michigan during the weekdays. So I I would rotate between these two various different different places. (laughs) And I saw yeah. a lot of interesting stuff. So I, huh. I guess I tried to make sense of it all when I was younger. But now I'm 41 years old. I don't care at all. It's just funny to look yeah. back. It's been 20 years since Lincoln Park was really yeah. big. and yeah. It's a good band. I think I, yeah. think I like, I like Lincoln Park. And some people I, I grew up with might be like, dude, that's not cool, dude. <laughs> like, well, I don't care what you think. I, nothing matters. One day we will all be dead. I got breaking news for everybody. Everybody who's watching this, everybody who's listening to this, we're all going to die. Very true. Very true. <laughs> there it is. I locked it in. Oh, what a great note to kind of wrap the show on. Uh, oh, uh, Truth Post says uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that'd be cool. That. Yeah. that would be awesome. Although there's a lot of great tribute bands out there these days, so you could almost get the same experience. Jason Bottom, son of John Bottom, the drummer, does his own tour where they play Zeppelin stuff. And I've never seen it, but I heard it's all right. Got like the DNA of that person who was good, but uh, yeah. So that's the end of the show here. Uh, Patrick's laughing. Good. Yes, we're all going to die, Patrick. I know you would like that one. Michael Simeone, I thank you for giving us some of your time. Uh, You know, in all seriousness, we start off the show exactly how I wanted to. We covered the things I wanted to talk about. You were very open and honest, and that does mean something to me, and I appreciate that. And we had a few. A few laughs and a few... Fa- I think we've mixed in a little bit of fantasy. This is not always yeah. the most fantasy-oriented show anyway, so who cares? Uh, what would you like to part with at this point? I mean, you're still doing your work here, so you want people to know yeah, about I that, mean, You want people uh, to know about something new? Is there something else they should know these days?
2: No, I mean, just doing the same stuff, basically, till the end of the season. Um, I did put in the post that, I mean, we're not... It's on the DL, but... Um, You know, I am, I did reach out to some people I have been friends with in the fancy baseball community, and we are going to kind of start a Patreon type thing for next season. Basically, I, I get to do just my, you know, I only have to do my article that I want to do anyway. And in the morning, like that's it. And they are handling other areas and doing other things. And, um, so that, that will be out there one day eventually. Um, But yeah, it just, uh, yeah, I'm excited for my life to be a lot more simpler again. And (laughs) I can enjoy my, you know, my wife and family more. So I'm excited for that.
1: I'm excited for you, my friend. Yeah, that's a great idea. We have a Patreon that we've been running, it's about for about three months. And yeah, we're making modest gains. We appreciate everybody who's been supportive of our Patreon. Thank you very much. It starts at three bucks. If you want to be a part of it, you can find that at the top of the Palazzo Podcast Twitter handle 2Ls, two 2Zs. Two Utah. Palazzo. give me two. Podcast. And of course, make sure you follow SB Streamer. Stay connected with him. Really cherish this season. You know, this is the big finale. He'll always be around, but this is the big finale here. So make sure you tell him how much you've enjoyed his work. Really go out of your way to tell him, hey, man, you helped me win a title one year. And that means a lot to me. I think. That will be appreciated. So make sure everybody does that. Best of luck. Yep. Thank you, Patrick. Best of luck to Michael. And from myself, Christopher Deary, and the entire Palazzo family, and the Discord, which is totally free, we thank Michael Simeone for being here. He's one of our Palazzo pals. He'll always be a friend of mine. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you.